We should have called this podcast after mid after midnight. After midnight. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. Yeah. No. What? No. Yeah. 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 I'll take that on board. I. I. I mean, to be honest, I'm not going to change the name. No. Just because we've set, we kind of set, kind of already got the thing set up, you know. In fact, mm-hmm. as of this episode, sixty-six. We're two thirds of the way to a century. Wow! Think about how how long that's been. Um, a long time. Two years, yeah. Approximately two years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what What was the Nintendo thing that you did this week? Ah, oh, there was the announcement of Nintendo's new console, and that was at 3am New Zealand time. They put up a um, video of it, so I woke up and I watched it. So, you'll get up for that, uh-huh. which you obviously do not need to see that live. Did, I wanted to see it live, yeah. Make, why? Just be there. Just be there. Why? Why, why does it, why does a, uh, why does an... Why does a sports fan watch the AFL live, Michael? It's part of the atmosphere. To be there okay. when it happens. That's, a, that's See the world weird. react. Okay. I get that. All I did was tune on to the old internets, watch the Twitter feeds, and then watch a three-minute video. And just felt part of it. You know, felt connected to my people. You know your fellow nerds. <laughs> you, you want to know something funny I um, asked my friend Sean from work um, what we should talk about on this podcast and yeah. he said oh you could um, bring up the Nintendo thing and Michael could call you a nerd and I said I won't need to bring that up Michael does that unprompted anyway <laughs> and within, uh, sure. within the first five minutes you've completely met that expectation <laughs> I'm so predictable how is Sean? Sean is good, actually. Yeah, no, he's he's doing well. He's still, uh, you know, saving up for the wedding, uh, which yeah. will be next year. So, mm-hmm. you know that that's obviously taking a bit of attention. But um, now, is he is he still sleeping with that still sleeping with side? Angela? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the side, does on the his side. wife know about his it? His wife doesn't know about it. Okay. Yeah, so that would be problematic if anyone was to find out that I knew about that. Mm. And that, and how how's that growth? The growth is still there. Um, okay. He doesn't like to talk about it, but I can see it actually getting worse Just, sort of through the shirt, like even yeah. through the shirt. Yeah. It's starting to become slightly more visible. G- gross. But like, yeah. he, he says it's getting better, but I, don't, I mean, it obviously isn't. Well, they do say bigger is better. Better, yeah. They say so, that about growths. Except for tumours. Except um, except for tumours. Yeah. Um, bigger is better. Except size, for tumours. Size does matter. <laughs> well, not when it comes to a brain tumour. So. <laughs> You're fucked either way. Regardless of the size of your tumour, you're going to have serious mental problems. <laughs> like, there'll be neurological issues that are ongoing. Uh, have, you, have you got managed to get that bit out of your tooth? Um, no, it's just for... Just for pleasure. Cool. Well... Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... Toothpicks used to look cool. Uh, <laughs> like in the cowboy days. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Now it's just gross. Howdy, partner. Do you have a toothpick? My sushi has got stuck in my tooth there. 
Mud to the That's the Westerns. Back yeah. in the Western days. The Western. <laughs> My sushi. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll do it for everybody. I hope you're enjoying your evening. I hope that we're enjoying our evening. This is a podcast, and we talk about subjects that matter to the world. Important ones, yeah. But we are two people that don't. Sitting through the internet, through to me today, uh, speaking on the phone, is Michael Zabrady. Hey there, sports fans. And the other person here, my name's Nick. How you doing, Nick? Oh, pretty good. So, I have a um, suggestion. Uh-huh. comes from my, sh- my friend Sean. Um, oh. Sean, uh, how do got... I uh, how do I tell my wife? Still, yeah, <laughs> my that I'm sleeping with Angela and have yeah. that lump still and have a growth that growth. Yeah. Well, Sean, Sean, your go to your come. local priest. This is uh, Michael's advice segment. Um, uh-huh. Any of your listeners who have um, problems that they feel. Um, can't be solved by professionals. Michael is more than happy to chip in and offer his completely irrational and uh, uh, unworthy advice. Wouldn't that be so amazing if that's what this was? I think in a way it kind of is. Yeah. Um, True. Well, we ask the questions for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll imagine what your problems are and help you not fix them. We're solving the problems you didn't need solving. <laughs> well, the problems you didn't know you had. Yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, did you hear about how the internet went down this week? Yeah. And it was all because of toasters. That might be slightly Ooh. exaggeration. Yeah. But it was the internet of things. It was this one company's plugged in um, fridges and shit. Um, that got hacked and then like basically became a botnet which attacked big servers of companies and huge sites went down like Twitter. Yeah. Um, my extrapolated thought from this was um, early days apocalypse. All electricity goes out yeah. permanently love it. around the yep. world. Uh-huh. What's your plan? How do you deal with this? What do we do? Ooh, good one. So, I'm going to say, for efficiency's sake of this story, we're both in the same city. Just, just to make that's, things fun. That's lucky. Lucky, eh? Um, Nick, what are you doing here? It's Armageddon. It's Armageddon. I thought, oh, it's oh. a post-apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. What are you? I thought you lived in Christchurch, and I came down for a weekend, and then Armageddon happened. What? A, what a bloody coincidence! <laughs> I'm here in Adelaide with my old buddy Michael. Well, it's nice to see you. Nice, yeah, it's I mean, nice to see you. I wish for... it was under different circumstances, but yeah. Should we go for a tipple down the pub? Oh, we can't, Nick. It's some... a good pub's, pub's burnt down. Get some, get some chips. Grab There's a pie. There's no pub. What about, no but pub. what about the other pub? There's the two pubs in Adelaide. What about They're that second one? Down. Both of them the burnt. The other one's infested with zombies. Zombies. We can't. Zombies. Zombie pub. What about the third pub? The one that we don't talk about? Oh, I didn't know there was a third pub. Yeah, it's secret. You got to get the password. Got to know the password. What's the password? Shuttles. Pub. <laughs> is this like, the pub? Is this the pub? Oh, you know the code word. 
But you have to get the right, the right, the right cadence. Is this the pub? <laughs> get Is out this of the here. pub. Um. All right. Let's take this seriously, Michael. Post apocalypse. Hour zero, or as other people would call it, zero hour. It's just gone off. All electricity's gone off. Ooh. Oh, good. I'm liking this. We've got sound effects. I don't even yeah. have to edit that in, guys. That was a natural line It's a classic, classic power down movie sound effect. Okay, so all the power's gone down. And I was hoping that you would go in. All the power's gone down. Mamma, Mamma, Mammy, Oh, 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 Mamma. Oh, what's that? What's that? Oh, I can't see. Oh, no. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> <laughs> that was our performance of Baby Being Attacked by a Hawk. <laughs> or a pterodactyl. Or a pterodactyl. Um, so, <laughs> wait, is that your pterodactyl? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Hello. All right, um, so, so what's, the, what's the question? The question is, how, okay, all electricity is going out. How do you survive? Right Can on. you survive? Um, I can survive, yeah. Why are you so confident? Wait, is that a dig at me? Do you think I can't survive this? I think I have... Well, yeah, because I... Do you know how many episodes of Bear Grylls I've watched? <laughs> I've um, watched all... That is a fair point. I've watched pretty much all of season two. <laughs> Wait, there's... So... Wow, that's, um, what, six episodes? That's about six episodes. Wow. And not even counting the celebrity one with Ben Stiller. And... Those were we'll high-definition episodes, right? So the number of pixels you watched, way, way more than standard-definition episodes. Yeah. So I'd, be f- I'd probably be fine. You'd probably be fine. See, I shouldn't have watched so much Cake Boss, because <laughs> those skills do not... They don't come in handy. No. I could frost my way out of a sticky situation. Yeah. But... If the, if the world was... I need power. ...attacked by uh, alien species of cake... Mm. Um, you, you'd probably have a better chance than I would. Better, better chance. Though. Though I wonder if they'd find it threatening that I found, I made things that looked like them and then ate it. Yeah. <laughs> or you just like to defend yourself, you just start eating cake. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, this monster. They like it. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> you know, we're just, we're, we're warming up to tackle this problem. Oh. You know, we're getting into the mood. And I think this is de- demonstrative of the way that the actual apocalypse would go down, which is with most people going, hmm, I don't know. Do you guys think it is the apocalypse right now? That's a good like, point, though. Is it like That's a good of, point. You'd have to like convince people. Yeah. How, right. how soon into a blackout can you start breaking shop windows? Because there was, <laughs> there's like a transition period where people would be like, yeah. what's that guy doing? <laughs> is it, are we doing is it like riot time now or is are we just because yeah. i thought yeah. this was just like bog standard blackout 
I have wondered that about like riots and stuff. Like, who's the first guy? Like, there's gonna be like one guy that's just like, I'm gonna smash that window, and then like a whole bunch of other people are like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if he's doing it, if he's just done one, like, then they haven't done the initial one. Then like, you can just you can just walk in. You guys remember Gerald? Gerald from down <laughs> the pub. I just saw him throw a brick into that Harvey Norman. <laughs> into that Harvey Norman. It's what well, it was three fifteen in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I mean, yeah. Power's out though. He's like, yeah, but it's been it's been fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, it needed a USB hub, so it just took took the opportunity. <laughs> but it's a blackout. It's a blackout. It's a USB hub for. And it's just for, for protection, just in case. Yeah. You know, data data storage. You want you want one on site, one off site. You've got to take it. You know, love- what what if there was a fire? Gerald's first thought, blackout, okay, get me a need USB. need some data hand. storage, yeah. I need one now. Yeah. Oh, you'd probably also, you'd pick up while you're there, like an extra phone charger, just in case. Yeah. yeah plug it into it, like, something. Yeah, a colour jet printer. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, so, apocalypse. First thing I'm going to need, signage. So... <laughs> I might have to pop into the old uh, Harvey Norman, get me yeah. some uh, laser jet, get me some glossy A3, and start printing up some bad boys. Zombies, don't enter. <laughs> Good point, though. I'd probably go to Bunnings because they got rakes. They got rakes. Yeah. True. Zombies hate rakes. Yeah. So you've gone all the way to a zombie assumption. I yeah, was just thinking that power's gone out. Okay, fine. All right, well... Um, but I think Bunnings is a good choice. There's a lot you can get from Bunnings. Thank you. Plus, there's that gut, there's that greeter at the front door just, you know, to give you a hug when you walk in. Well, presumably not during the blackout. And why, would, why am I breaking in when there's a greeter? Oh, I think he was just there to hang out with his pals at night. They were playing a card game. We've surprised them. <laughs> yeah, a candlelight card game. Yeah. It's like, oh, well... It's going to be busy tomorrow, guys. I don't know if I can be bothered going home. So uh, how about we all just grab a pack of cards, play a game of solitaire each. This is the weirdest podcast that we've done, I think. I don't think that's We're talking about Bunnings employees hosting card games by candlelight at Armageddon. Yeah. Um, It's like like a captain. You go down with the ship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. can you start this seriously? I don't, I can I start down. the Armageddon? No, can you start what you would do? Because I need okay. to. So, I think that there is this awkward um, transition period, right? Power's been out three hours, start to go. Well, yep. this is annoying. I think it takes like three days. Okay. I think on the so third that, day, you enter apocalypse mode, right? Sorry, let's back up, let's back up. Okay. What, is Jesus coming back or is it like a comet? I think it's I some mean. kind of, um, Russia's um, launched an EMP, taking okay. out all um, electronics in the Southern Hemisphere. Okay. Oh, it's just right. like some kind of global... Southern, hem- Southern, no, Southern yeah, Hemisphere. No, some, some kind of global that. thing. Just knocked out all like electrical stuff. All right, let's work with that. Okay, so 
first day, everyone's like, hmm, this is a bit of annoying. You can still get radio. You've got batteries, right? So people are still hearing things. Second day, you're like, oh, really hope my power comes back on because my cold shower's getting a bit like, ugh. Um, yeah. Third day, when there's no power and there's continues to be no power for the entire, like, freaking city, that's, yeah. I think, when people start to go, you know what? Harvey Norman has some great deals on free shit when you break in their window. <laughs> okay. So I think it's um, day three that you start to prepare, right? Where, where the, the switch flips. So at that point, so I think I think day two, everyone's a bit like, oh, might get some food, might get some stuff, pop to the supermarket. I think people are generally still changing hands, like changing money. Like, I think currency still lasts. Day three. After three days? No, two days. Yeah, of course it is. Oh, I don't know. But is this, are we talking about Armageddon here? But No, but just like, hold on a second. If there's out. no electricity, right? There's yeah. no computers. All of your money is in your bank account. You don't have anything real. Right? No one, all of a sudden, the entire financial system doesn't exist. Interesting. So, you know, all the money that you have um, currently, you don't... Like, how much actual cash do you have on you right now? 20 cents. And what's your address? Why? No reason. Um, I think people would still... Like, I mean, because all you need is... No, you've got a point, though, because no one... Has cash on them, mm. and mm. you know, credit cards aren't going to do shit. No. Oof. So then it starts to have a problem. Then it becomes like bartering. Right. New currency. New currency. What do we have around? Blood. Mm. People are going to be dying. We need possibly. To, we need to help people. We need to stay Ooh. alive. Well, not after not after two days, and that'll be. Dying. People will start to drop maybe like a week or two. After. You mean death? Yeah. Why do you think it's going to take a week? And what do you think they're dying from? Um, 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 because I think there's certainly going to be the initial day kind of issues where uh, like the hospital generators and stuff go down. Yeah. Um, so within 24 hours, you're going to have people dying that were already ill what is the thing that triggers it a week later madness so the riots mm. i think that's reasonable but what do you think that that what do you, how do people injure each other in australia because we don't have guns um So uh, this is like a side question. So now we need to protect ourselves, right? Because people are going to break in and try and take our shit. Yeah. How do we protect ourselves? And don't say home alone house. Damn it. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't think I, I, to be honest, I would fuck it. I would die. I would be one of of the dead people within a week. (laughs) Because they were just like, you were just casually strolling through Bunnings, just like working on paint samples and 
you know, thinking about your mulch and someone comes up behind you with like an ice pick. Just like, I fucking like that guy's scarf. <laughs> Where'd you get your ice pick from? Bunnings, just, uh, just, just two aisles down. Did you hold ice pick? Yeah. Oh, I, I was thinking of like an icicle. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. It was like the perfect crime thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that'd be brilliant. Yeah, but yeah, who cares? Yeah. I would. Yeah, in the apocalypse, you don't need to worry about like having an alibi or Do doing think... very convoluted murders with ice picks. No, icicles. You can you can be a sloppy murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that if it came to it, you would be prepared to eat another human being? Like, how strong do you think your survival instinct is? Because I don't think I've ever had, like, thinking about this now, I don't think I've ever had to exercise that muscle. And I feel like when it came to it, I'd just be like, oh, it's like just a weak, floppy muscle right now. Like, if it if it came to it, I would just be like, oh, just fucking kill me yeah. or whatever. Oh, you know, there's a whole lot of you guys. You've all got icicles. I just, I don't care that much. I'll just... <laughs> I'll just lie down. <laughs> I'll make things easier. It'd be better if I cooperate. <laughs> I like the guy who, who just gets uh, confronted with just a small amount of resistance that just commits suicide. <laughs> just like standing, like, you know, he's being chased back to the cliff. There's a group of yeah. four people chasing him with icicles. And he looks at it and goes, Ugh, this is going to be a real pain in the ass. Just jumps off the cliff, save the trouble. <laughs> like, I respect you guys, but ugh, this is yeah. We'll just we'll cut to the chase, eh? <laughs> save the icicle for someone else. Yeah. Pass- passive suicide. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright. Um, I-, I don't know what my survival instinct is. I, I think- know what it would be. Not good. Not good, Nick. How dare you? you? The power would go out and you'd be like, all right, I'm going to Google what to do and the power's going out. Oh, fuck. And then you'd be like, well, I'll just jump off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many guys with icicle picks around. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do, were people preparing for this? Did I miss the icicle boat? Like, where did, <laughs> where, how did everyone get so many icicles? <laughs> Because that's a very specific thing to have a lot of. Yeah. Um, I think that I would put up, I think, independent by myself, I would have a degree of stamina. Like, I think I could probably force myself to eat weird shit. I think I would probably eat human flesh. I say that, but, you know... This is all intellectual discussion, but I could I could see a situation where I do, and then yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not a quote. I really need to come up again in some other context. But there's instances where I could see myself eating human flesh. Um, the... We may not we we may not have to use it. Our, our survival instinct may not kick in like for the majority of our life, but. I think it kind of does come up, you know, when you see like a wild animal or like, you know, you you see like I don't know, a, snake. Like a snake. You'd get yeah. you get that sense of adrenaline and fear. Yeah. 
that that's the survival that's a survival instinct as well and i think it is isn't that crazy just as a species that we've now surpassed survival instinct like that every just about literally every other animal on the planet yeah. daily encounters with survival instinct will i have yeah. enough food will i avoid prey uh, hunter you know uh, every I, I was, day and we I, we can go our entire yeah. lives yeah i've been i've been feeding these birds some bread outside the uh at the back and um i, I was just watching it today eat is this what bread. kind of bird sorry what kind of bird is it? what kind of bread bird also oh, what kind um, of bread black rye bread oh it is rye bread it's a light rye ah uh, is it a black yeah. bird it's a black bird is it a black bird or is it a black bird it's a black bird. Okay. I don't know what the name of it is. The, the, its color is black. That's, a, that's all I know. Could be a black bird. <laughs> it's not a black bird. Well, that's... Yeah, because you just very specifically said it was. Um, anyway, um, I was just watching it eat, this, eat the bread that I'd put out. And I was just like... I felt really sorry for it because... It's just like always looking around. It's like eating this bread. It's like fuck yes, bread. And it's just like eating it, and then it's just like, it's in a constant state of anxiety. It's just always just like oh fuck, oh fuck, bread, oh fuck, oh fuck. What's that? What's that sound? Oh god, more bread. Gotta eat. Gotta feed the kids. Fuck. What am I? Oh, I need a nest. I need a home. Like it's just frantic. The, the life of bird stress levels through the roof. Just like, it's just so scared of everything. And little did it know that death was in front of it in the form of the bread that you'd fed it. Death? Death. Why? You shouldn't feed birds bread. Well, they shouldn't eat it if they should. They, they should. It's not up to me to monitor the health. I put it out. If you want to eat it, I just put it on the ground. It's not like I'm forcing it down his throat. If he doesn't, if he knows he shouldn't eat it, then don't eat it. It's like that time that the seagulls kept dropping cigarettes in your lap, and you just <laughs> pick them up and you know have a smoke, and they yeah. just look look down at you and from then, the sky and just shake their heads and be like, "That fucker, that fucker doesn't then, know what he's doing." And then charge me twenty dollars a pack. Yeah, and then the gull would just like and drop another fag on your lap and you're Wait, just like, oh. "Why can't you feed bread to birds?" Isn't it weird it, trying to say that sentence? Because it, bread and bird is very confusing. It's tricky. It's um, tricky. Is it because of the carbs? Uh, it is It's because of the folate. Right. I don't know. What, what no, I don't know if that's true at all. Um, it is just, it's not, I think they explode. You, you actually shouldn't. No, fit. that's, you're, you're thinking of Panadol. I'm thinking of Panadol. I, I spread Vegemite on my Panadol, and so I just got confused. Um, feed... Birds, bread, bad. Come on, Google. <laughs> See, this is the kind of stuff why um, that I would not survive the apocalypse. Because if I can't tell whether or not I should be feeding these ravens um, all this bread, yeah, then what's the point of living? Just jump off a cliff. True. People always feed bird to breads. Okay, here's your answer. Biggest problem with offering bread is that it does not offer proper nutrition to birds. 
They fill up on bread, they feel full, but they've not obtained the fats and proteins they need to survive. So you're basically starving them. Oh my god. You're starving them because you're filling them up with like eating cardboard. Oh. And then they just feel full and they never eat. And I felt so good as well because in our in our courtyard thing, we I felt really good about myself. I felt genuinely like I'm, I'm helping I'm good, this bird. I, I'm a good person because it was like there are no there's like one family of birds and they come back all the time and it's just like a safe space for them it's because they never feel full it's like a fucking twilight zone nightmare for them they keep coming back to this place and this like gentleman keeps offering them bread and they feed and they feed and they feed and then they go home and they just cry because no matter what they can put in they just feel nothing and then after days of pain and suffering they just wither away and rot all right what should i put out on the lawn instead of bread you should put you could hang like a bird feeding seed thing nah okay fair enough i wish you hadn't told me that you don't get to choose your own facts michael i would rather keep going ignorantly thinking i'm a nice person than actually realizing that I'm harming them. I hope that that is not the case. I hope that you are not the kind of person that would um, pursue things because of the way it made you feel, not because of the way that it was in reality. Well, it's too bad. Everything I've done in my life suggests that uh, that I would. I don't so. think that's true. Yes, it is. You, you, you change your opinions based on facts. I don't know. Yeah. See, you did it then. Well. <laughs> um, this might be another... How much time have we got? we got time. So I got into a bit of a an argument. Not an argument. A discussion on Facebook with the headmaster of my high school. On uh-huh. Facebook, Bishop. He's a bishop now. Um, how? Why? Well, he posted some. Th- Are you friends with something. him? Yeah, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Really? I, added him. You... I was in. I was in philosophy club, and he popped in every now and then. I, I had. A, I had a relationship with him. Okay. <laughs> can't, can't do that with so a you're, priest. So you're bishop. Yeah. Um. Where? Because I, I was. I just always asked him questions about God. Like I was always trying to poke holes in in God, mm-hmm. and he was he was like really ha- happy to. Um, talk Engage. to me about it always yeah um, but he posted I'll read the post we are in a society where some strive greatly to reduce the occurrence of suicide while others work to promote euthanasia even of those not terminally ill as in South Australia strange and I said what do they have to do with each other mm-hmm. um I said, I'm not 100% clear on what you're saying. I oh, know that was a reply to someone else. Uh, what do they have to do with each other? If someone is mentally sound, hypothetically, and wants to end their life in a controlled environment, should they not have that right? But he's got his, uh, he's got his uh, minions attacking me, other priests. 
are you feeling bullied? Cyber bullied? I'm not feeling bullied, but it's just like, it's just kind of annoying because they're clearly coming from a religious perspective. They're not, they are not, when they think of euthanasia, they're not thinking of people who are going through genuine suffering. Mm. They take, I swear that they, well, I, I just assume that they are thinking of, um, you know, they'll go straight to the, they'll be like, what about the disabled? What about them? They can't think for themselves. But that in its, that in itself has its own kind of moral quandaries where you're um, basically taking ownership of a person in lieu of their ability to make their own decisions. Um, which is its own kind of thing. But it's interesting you bring that up because my um, my flatmate here um, uh, just last week or two weeks ago, um, yeah. his grandfather suffered a massive stroke. Um, and it was someone that he was is very close to. Um, and so he went off to... Um, drove to a different city to go and be with him um, on the expectation that it was terminal and that it was basically the end and um, uh, basically there'd been 50% brain damage Um, and so he got there and he was describing the situation and how um, he'd been in like a coma for a while and then he'd come out but literally half of his brain was dead so you know, the grandfather that he loved and knew was there, but only half of him. And he couldn't yeah. speak and he couldn't, you know, uh, interact or engage. He was, um, you know, he, he would recognize people's presence and he knew that uh, like they were there and speaking to him and that kind of stuff, but he couldn't, couldn't move, couldn't process, couldn't speak. Um, so basically just a horrific fucking situation. And uh-huh. it's not something where your brain is going to magically recover 50% of its, you right. know, gone. So now he basically just needs to, he'll just ride this out. He'll be yeah. half a person and he'll be looked after in hospital. And then at a certain point, they might move him to like a hospice or respite care. And it'll be half yeah. a person there. And yeah. maybe a, a year goes by. And then after a year of not being able to speak or communicate or control yourself or do anything independently um you know something happens or you have another stroke and you die and it's just fucked right it's so just fucking like that is the most hellish way to end a life right to be conscious but not able to do anything and to not recognize yourself and to not have any control um and you know so quite understandably um my flatmate um who's a surgeon so, you know, has some experience in the medical field, yeah. um, has quite strong opinions about the fact of it's being basically barbaric, barbaric, like torture. And, you know, when you look at, I just have to assume that when people like this bishop are putting those arguments forward, they're doing so without, have it, well, without ever having to face the kind of horrific, you know, conditions or medical situations that people can end up in because I, I find it impossible to understand how someone can watch a loved one go through that kind of trauma and yeah. not feel like there needs to be 
a better way. Well, I think the problem comes from their fundamental belief that life is a God-given gift and it's a slap in the face for God. Mm. Because, I mean, no one, atheist or otherwise, would disagree that life is a gift. Mm. Every Surely everyone agrees that it is. Yeah. And in most situations, no one wants to die, you know? No. So it... Yeah. It's it's you, you're not wrong. Um, I, I, I guess my question is, what were you expecting? Were you just hoping that you're you would be able to have a dialogue with the principal without other people sort of chipping in? No, no, look, I wasn't. I wasn't complaining. I was happy. I was no. happy to have the the conversation. Um, it was. I felt like I actually felt good about it because I felt like I was presenting like really like this these are the, the the people that have commented on this are pretty um big um jesuits like they're like all like like it's fucking, relatively it's the relatively famous the avengers like, are jesuits like they're well they're well-known jesuits so like i'm i'm having like this discussion out in public hmm. with just like me i'm like little old me and like just trying to battle these um just trying to reason with these um these religious uh guys it's it's, it's cool and uh, you know he commented on there he replied to one of my comments he didn't uh, he didn't argue with me he said uh it looks like justin and uh paul who are the other priests is like it looks like they're arguing arguing with you um reasoning with you pretty well so i'll just leave it and all i wanted to say is um, it's nice to hear from you. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's sad out of it. Um, but, um, yeah. yeah it's, uh, well, that's interesting. It's a tough one, man. Could you do it to your, could you do it to your mother, your father? Well, um, again, it's sort of or funny me? that you bring it up. Um, Third in line. Well, I know that you'd want to be um, put out of your misery in a mm-hmm. very specific way, i.e. icicle <laughs> to the neck. Um, Done. But I uh, just started this year maybe end of last year um my mum got me to sign an advanced care directive or which is from her obviously um with her wishes about how she wants to be treated in the event of her um you know significant injury or you know uh, basically her wishes about how to be treated in hospital um so i had to have um a close read of what her desires are and it's interesting because some of the things uh, you go, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, apparently she's always had a fear of being burnt. So if she suffers any kind of serious burns, nah, don't do anything. Do not resuscitate. That's in that? That's it. Really? Yep, gone. Doesn't want to deal with it. Um, Whoa. Why is that? Cause, is know. that a cosmetic thing? No, I, I don't think so. I think it's just, is... I mean, it's a fucking horrifying concept, right? Being True. burnt alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's one of the ones where she's like, no, nah, I don't know. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> and then there's other things where it's like, um, it, she said, she's always said, oh, if I ever got a cancer, I would not get it treated. I would just write it out, um, spend my years as myself, and then, you know, clock off. That's a bit. And whoa. Yeah. And so my, my reaction to that was always a bit like, well, there's cancer and there's cancer. And, you know, like, 
getting a skin cancer, well, you can get that fixed, you know? Um, and so I think she has actually sort of accepted, of course, that it would be situational. And there are certain ones that maybe she would treat. But, you know, it is it is a very uh, uh, fraught subject to have to discuss with your parents. Yeah, um, it's pretty tough. And, you know, you want to both respect their wishes, but you also have your opinions about how they should tackle those kind of things as well. So it, it's an interesting line to ride between, you know, I want, I, you're a human being, you have your say over yourself, you know. Yeah. I don't want to... I don't have the right to impose my desires on your personhood. But at the same time... Well, but, but do you? But do you if you are a family... Well, I don't know. Do, do you think your family has a right to tell you tell you how to treat anything? Um, or more no, to the point, if, if 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 we accept that they have the right to tell you what they think, do you have to obey it? Do you have to follow what they, their wishes are? Well, I guess where it kind of crosses or gets murky is... Um, whether or not the suffering is going to be greater to your family than to you. So if if your family is going to be... I mean, you might be in extreme pain, but I I can't imagine um, any situation where I would be dying or anything like that, where my... I think even if I'm in extreme pain and dying, my mother is going to be... um, hurting more than I would Mm. so I I almost in that way I would feel like um, it would be selfish because I'm going to create I'm going to cause more pain on my mother than I was on myself so it's like you could almost work it out on a spreadsheet so what are you advocating there that you should you should not receive Uh, treatment and no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I'm just saying that's like that's another side to think about. Yeah, but I guess if if you're saying your family is suffering more from you being in this position than you are suffering pain, yeah. are you suggesting what that you should should end your pain, or that you should fight it? That that it should be so. Uh, like if in that case where, I think that should be up to my. My parents, like, it, 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 I don't actually think this. I'm just kind of... Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, thought, yeah, exploring it as you talk. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe maybe they have a right. If they if it's going to cause them okay. more pain than me, maybe they have a right to, um, to take control of the situation however they like. Okay, so you're, you're, you're following the idea that if you're in suffering... But yeah. your family is also suffering, and the argument is that their suffering is going to be worse, or is yeah. currently worse. They yeah. should have the right to make the call about what happens to you, because their pain is worse than your pain. Yeah, do you think that's valid at all? Well, define define your pain. At the end of the because... day, you have to you, you have to be. Yeah, true. Because if are are you suffering pain, but are you yourself? Are you conscious? Are you Michael, but you are just wrapped with like nerve burning pain? You know, or, or say you've been burnt alive. You're mentally intact, 
but the entirety yeah. of your body is just fucked up and burnt and just you got years of skin grafts and rehabilitation and like they mm. could do all kinds of shit but you're still you you're still Oof. you're still you in that situation yeah. do you think that you get to say what happens or your family yeah i think i think morally it's got to be the self yeah that uh has that my like yeah i mean yeah, I mean, if you're in that ma- that much pain, it's just gonna. Yeah, I think the dis- 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 the I think the distinction is when the person is of free and sound mind versus when they're not. And I think you know that's where they've ended up, right? That um, if the person is not of free and sound mind, then it's on their next of kin and su- supporting and family, you know. But if yeah. they are, then they get the say. Oh fuck, my cousin. Uh, Patrick, Dan's brother, um, when he, he he was seven years old, he they, I told you before he um, had some kid jumping in a swimming pool and um, he 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 was on life support and they they um, said he's just going to be a vegetable. You, we can keep him going, but he's just not there. It's just going to be done. My 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 auntie, seven years old, mm. right? Like how much hope and dreams and just imagination you have, uh, just like imagining what your son will grow up to be as a man. All this stuff. Just yeah. Do you want to keep him on, or do you want to turn it off? Mm. I can't even imagine no. how someone gets through that. No. Uh, crazy. And no. my recollection was that they did not, they did not keep him. No, they did not. No. Um, That's fucked. Yeah. So, um, do you, I, I'm, are you scared of like grief? I'm not scared do, of grief. In, in some ways. Do you think ways... you have coping mechanisms? Uh, is kind of what I'm asking. Do you think you have a system in place where you could you'd be able to get through grief? I think that um, that I have the rational approach to mental health to know that in a situation where I was grieving to seek out help. So okay. you know, I've already been to counsellors for anxiety. I yeah. don't think I would have any reason to not proceed immediately to you know support networks and to care for something of that kind of magnitude okay um i don't think i have the implicit ability to deal with grief but i think that i would have no reluctance to you know be taught and to train how to do it it's a a dark hypothetical (laughs) it's that segment Dark hypotheticals. So this is the part of the podcast where things get depressing. So if you're not um, prepared for things to just take a slightly darker turn or... Yeah, um, switch to Mark Maron. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Listen to to Serial for some light. Actually, he's not going to do much for your depression. Yeah. Um, um, What do you think, what could you imagine would be the thing that caused you the most amount of grief? Fuck. 
Well, it has to be... Death. Yeah, it has to be some kind of truly fucked up, traumatic um, death or, you know, thing to someone that I love. What's traumatic? Oh, I mean, like, if there was some kind... If it wasn't just like, oh, you know, that they, they, um, you know, died overnight in their sleep. But if it was like, oh, you know, they got hit by a semi-trailer and fucking dragged and then, like... Do you think that has that much to do with it? Totally. Do you think the the circumstances are dead? Really? Yeah, because it's whether or not you think they were suffering. Right. But if you... Oh, okay. Well, if you got hit by a semi-trailer, it's probably... Well, yeah, no, but you can... Yeah, let's not get too too down in the specifics, but, like, they're obviously... Better, that's another interesting. That's there are better and worse question, ways to die. Okay, yeah. And there are more traumatic things to happen that are well, non-death related. Suicide's got to be the most traumatic, right? If you know that someone has killed, taken their own life, it's so, it like you, it's it's definitely up there. I don't, yeah. I don't know that I can grade that as the most traumatic. How how could it not be though? Like it almost because. Because again, it it depends on. Oh, this is so grim. It it depends on the method, what? right? Because Wait, do we do we for, do we forget to play the jingle? We didn't play the jingle. <laughs> Edit it. In. Um, the yeah, it depends on the method because you can kill yourself in a non-violent way. No, but that, that's got nothing to do with I, it. No, I disagree. I think it does. I think it's about the suffering. And you're right that the suicide has a suffering element where you're like, oh, my God, why did they do it when they... Why? How could there have been something so wrong that they couldn't bear it? And that's, well, that's fucked up. But Fundamentally, if you're going to take yourself... Like everyone who's ever tried to commit suicide has wanted to do it, has tried to work out the quickest way to do it. No one's no one's thinking I'm going to try and draw this out. They're like, all right, I don't think bridge. That's true. What? Well, then there's a cry for help. They don't really want to die, do they? What? Know. Like, are you talking about like you ju- maybe if you jump off a building that's not quite high enough to kill you, and then you survive it? Oh fuck! Then what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let's uh, let's pull out of this spiral. Yeah. And um, good night. Yeah. So anyhow, um, I don't know that how we deal without electricity. <laughs> In fact, I'm quite confident now that I know exactly how we would deal without electricity because clearly, within like 40 minutes, we would have talked ourselves into killing each other. Like it just would have been like, oh fuck. You know, I know where this is going. How about? Do you want, should we just go jump off a bridge? And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, man. Let's, um, let's, let's, you know what? We sort of. Impression we, of we, the we, week. No, no. What I was, I was going to go one better. Are you ready for this? Yeah. George, 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 George Clooney, George, George Clooney news. Watch, Watch out, out for that, that tree. tree. Oh, very close. Yeah. Very close. It's hard with the lag, but um, yeah. we got there. We've got the Indian Ocean between us. Alrighty. Let's, uh, let's bring up George Clooney. This is the world-famous segment in which we just check in with the life of uh, underrated and under-attended 
um, international Hollywood superstar, George Clooney. Is and, that your Google search? Yes, this is a Google search. And we just look up, let's see the, the most um, recent news article. Alrighty. Tell see, me first, one, first one's a Mal Clooney. I don't think that counts. So I'm going to click on oh. the second link. This is people.com. The internet's people.com. So Here's valid. the headline. The category... <laughs> so I didn't realise this was a subcategory of people because in many ways it seems antithetical to their entire brand. This is people pets. <laughs> I think you've straight, you've, you've, you've verged a little bit out of your wheelhouse there, guys. The title. George Clooney proves chivalry isn't dead by carrying his rescue dog up the stairs. <laughs> Wait, chivalry towards dogs? Chivalry to, this is people pets, and they're talking about dog chivalry. It's being chivalrous towards... And this is, this is a picture of George Clooney. Sunglasses on his head. He's wearing old jeans. Very unfashionable jeans, I have to say. Polo he shirt. Good? He doesn't look good. Does he look fat? He doesn't look fat. He looks... He looks... He, he looks like your father. I, I, I mean, I mean the, hu- I mean the human, like just like a, a human father. Like he doesn't look like a star at all. He just looks like a daggy dad. But here's the thing: George, in his arms, is swaddling a quite overweight, large, bemused beagle, and okay. he's picked it up and he's and he's carrying him. He's about to step onto a stair, and that dog. Does not know what to do with it. That dog <laughs> is looking around like, what the fuck is happening? George Clooney is a gentleman to all species. The actor, 55, was recently spotted on the Los Angeles set of his upcoming movie, Suburbicom, with his rescue dog, Millie, in tow. Apparently, the five-year-old Basset Hound had some trouble... Oh, Basset Hound, not Beagle. Had some trouble navigating the steps up to Clooney's trailer, according to Vanity Fair. So in a moment that greatly resembled the daydreams we had about E.R. Clooney, he swept the dog off her feet and dotingly carried her through the threshold. Swoon. <laughs> swoon. What? No, that's not a swoon moment. Oh, man. <laughs> swoon. Oh, Cloonster, you're really Clo- living the life. Helping no, Africans okay. and... Yeah. He should, he should dress better. Basset hound. Basset hounds. Oh, so look at that. You know, just a happy end. Just a nice... George Clooney, yeah. Bit of the old GCN. Yeah. Well, if you cool. enjoyed this kind of nonsense, and to be honest, it'd be baffling if you did, um, or it might suggest you need to see your counsellor, um, you can find more of this shit at deepfort.podbean.com. Facebook.com slash deepfort, Twitter.com slash deepfort, and you can send us topics and suggestions to deepfort at gmail.com. Michael, tell us one thing for the audience to go and Google right now. Um, okay. Um, I would Google... Um, well, there was this guy. Okay, so you heard that, guys. Go to Google, type in, well, there was this guy. And uh, just enjoy what comes up. Thanks for that, Michael. That's that's great. Um, You're <laughs> I think that just about does it for this week. Yes. Next episode, let's go. Let's go see a counselor oh, yeah. together. 
and and record couples that. counseling, and then, and then like tell him or her because there are also female <laughs> counselors. Um, we should go to a counselor, hit record secretly, and then tell him all of our darkest thoughts, and then just be like, "You just got Ashton Kutcher pugged." On Did you default. say pugged? Pugged. You just got pugged. What, what was your show called? <laughs> Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher's pugged. <laughs> it would be great if like all through like the seven seasons of making that show the network thought they were getting punked and then yeah. he kept delivering all these things which had like dogs in them and they were like sorry i'm just not quite sure i followed this like is the gag that like he went to go get his car but in the driver's seat there was this pug yeah it's like yeah man they got punked and they're like, sorry, what What did you say? Like, it's it always been pugs. Yeah. It's like, oh, we've had a serious I, misunderstanding. I told you pugged at the start. Yeah. I wanted pugged. <laughs> you just, I never corrected you yeah. and you didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> Alternate Hollywood histories with deep yeah. thought. <laughs> uh, all right.